Hello, hello, guys. This is your girl, Nay. Today is December 31st, 2019. I'm about to give you guys a recap of the year. Well, actually, a recap of the decade. Um, as you guys all know, this is the Pretty Nerds Podcast. And let's get right into the show. Pretty Nerds. 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 All right. So... As I stated before, today's show is going to be a little bit different. We're still going to have hot tops. We're still going to have relationships and still our nerd moment of the week. But it's going to be a little bit different as in it's not just going to be the current hot tops of the week. It's going to be kind of the hot topics of the past year, end of the past decade. So yes, there are going to be some old topics that you guys are going to be like, oh, that's old. We already know that. Yes, of course. Because again, it's a recap. We're about to enter into a whole new decade. So we're going to give you um, a good recap of some of the things that, you know, kind of stood out during this past decade. Again, I am rolling solo dolo. Um, we do miss Fallon Deanne. She will be back soon. So don't worry. Um, all of you guys out there will send her some love and lights and all of the good things that she's got going on. Um, but again, we'll see her soon. She'll be back in a little bit. Um, so let's jump right into the hot topics of the past decade. So I guess we can kind of let's get let's get like the political stuff out of the way because don't want to spend like a shit ton of time on that. As we know, during this decade, we said goodbye to our president, Barack Obama. Oh, man, we missed that guy. Um, we said goodbye to our president, Barack Obama, our first family, the Obamas. And then we were welcomed with, as the Simpsons predicted, by the way, Donald Trump and that whole gang came through basically in... First of all, his election kind of shocked a lot of people. People did not expect him to get elected at all. But again, like I said, if you watch The Simpsons, then you were not surprised because The Simpsons predicted that Donald Trump would become president. And as we have seen during his presidency, um, it definitely caused an even huger rift in the country. We've seen a lot of terrible, terrible things take place. Yeah, I mean... We just been dealing with a lot <laughs> and kind of culminating that here in 2019, we saw just scandal after scandal leading up to the president being impeached by the House. Unfortunately, we looks like we definitely are not getting a resolve to that because the Senate trial hasn't even taken place. But for those of you who are like me. We, I don't believe that anything will come of it when it goes to the Senate. I do not believe that they will vote him out. So he will be able to continue his presidency, his term. We have the election obviously coming up in 2020. This whole election season, I, frankly, I hate election season to begin with. All the ads, all the debates, blah, 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 blah. It's way too long. It's way too many months. Like, I wish the United States would get on everybody else's level and shorten the whole period because, my God, nobody wants to sit through. I mean, we've been dealing with this 2020 election 
it seems like for like 60,000 years because I'm so over it. Saw a huge Democratic field this year. I mean, what was it? Like over 20 something candidates. I don't know. It was a shit ton of people running. And it seems like it's more and more by the day who are trying to jump in the race or jump out of the race. I don't Whatever. Needless to say, I can't wait till the shit's over. So in 2020, that's what we are looking forward to seeing who becomes the next president of the United States. We're, we'll see. Let's just, let's, can we get to it already? Cause I'm over it. I guess in other kind of political stuff with the whole election of Donald Trump, we saw everything with Hillary Clinton and all that crap that came out about her and her emails and yada, yada, yada. Listen, if y'all ever thought like the Clintons were like this stellar, amazing people. Yeah, that's on you. <laughs> um, I don't think any of us ever thought that Hillary Clinton, Bill Clinton, any of them were like these great people or whatnot. I don't think a lot of us even, at least the people I talk to, I don't think a lot of us even like believe in politicians in general or think that politicians are like these great, amazing people or whatnot. So, I mean, they're politicians for a reason. So even even the Obamas, they're politicians for a reason. So it is what it is. So, yeah, uh, and more kind of politically stuff. But I don't even consider this politics. But I definitely think that um, there were some different, during this decade, we saw some movements kind of be sparked, definitely by some sad tragedies. In 2012, we saw the murder of Trayvon Martin, and that kind of sparked, I think, uh, a kind of lit a fire under Black America, far, especially in regards to police brutality. I think we have always you know we've always kind of known about it we've always kind of seen it and I think we've always kind of fought it but just in like a sense where we kind of pushed where you know it wasn't to the forefront or to the magnitude that it was and I think that in you know 2012 when Trayvon was killed it just kind of was like and because it was just so public and, you know, we live in this kind of social media age where everything kind of catches fire on social media. And I just think that it, it really kind of relit a fire under black America. Like, hey, OK, shit is 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 really real out here. And it's important that we kind of take a stand and, and try our best to really push for some sort of change, you know, not only within our communities because that's important as well that we see some change amongst ourselves but just seeing some change in general as far as with the way that the police deal with you know black folks period you know so you know from the Trayvon Martin murder we saw unfortunately we saw several other murders police uh shootings uh, we saw the one in Ferguson with Mike Brown. We saw prior to Trayvon, actually, we saw the, the killing of Oscar Grant at Bart's 
Um, and that was kind of like a little bit, I, I feel like that kind of really resurfaced or came back to the surface when we saw um, Ryan Coogler's first debut film um, where he did the Oscar, Oscar Grant story with Fruitvale Station. So, you know, that kind of brought that back into the light. And that all came out around that whole time with, uh, you know, after Trayvon, right before, I want to say right before or even during maybe uh, Ferguson with the Mike Brown situation, um, we saw that, um, we saw Fruitville come come out and that kind of came back to forefront. And it just, again, it just, all of those things kind of culminated at once and that brought along the Black Lives Matter movement. Again, whatever you think of the organization itself, that's not really the focus. The focus is the movement in general, just the idea, you know, of Black lives actually mattering and what that stands for. We also kind of staying in that realm. I think um, that's why I touched on um, Fruitville Station with Ryan Coogler, that being his kind of breakout film. Um, we saw a lot of different kind of, during this decade, we definitely saw some different kind of, uh, I want to say artistic. You know, we saw a lot of kind of directors and actors and actresses and things like that who wanted to take on these type of stories. And we've also seen some really great documentaries, again, from just people who want to kind of bring that movement and bring these stories to life one of the big ones here that came out in 2019 from came out from Ava was produced by Ava produced and directed by Ava when they see us uh that was the story of the Central Park Five and that that came out on Netflix obviously that you know shed not only some light on you know on black America in our situation with the you know with the police but our our situation in whole with the criminal justice system um as we all know the criminal justice system is not blind as much as we want to pretend you know they want to say it is it, it isn't blind um it's a different set of rules for black folks we know that and so we just kind of we got to see with when when they see us it gave us an opportunity to kind of see that again brought to the forefront as far as the criminal justice system is concerned and basically how it deals with black and brown bodies within, you know, the system. We also saw um, some really good documentaries. We saw the Trayvon Martin documentary. Um, we saw the Sandra Bland documentary on HBO. Obviously, we will never forget Sandra Bland stopped by a police officer for a routine. I think it was like a taillight that was out. The next thing you know, she gets locked in a jail cell and she's dead. You know what I mean? Just craziness in general. Like, I mean, that was one of the most bizarre and crazy things I think I've ever seen. Like, I just, when I saw the whole Sandra Bland story, I was in shock. Um, but again, um, what it did with Sandra Bland was it really kind of also because, you know, within the movement, sometimes we see that black women's stories are are not as pushed to the forefront. And so with the Sandra Bland movement, we saw black women kind of come to the forefront in that regards as well. And, and, and so that people could really understand that 
the whole situation with the criminal justice system, with, um, you know, police and police brutality, that it affects all of us, black men, black women, black children, and that it's so important for all of us to kind of come together and, and take it, you know, take the fight head on because it, it, it's impacting all of us. So, you know, we've seen tons. I mean, the sad part is, is that like we can, I could probably go on for days and days and days and days with just example after example of just all of the kind of different things that we saw throughout this decade be brought to the forefront in regards to this whole fight that we have against police brutality and just the injustices that black people face in regards to the criminal justice system. Something else that I think was sparked from that whole movement that, you know, occurred during this decade that kind of made a whole bunch of noise and took over, I would say, the sports world was the situation with Colin Kaepernick. He made the decision to kneel um, during the national anthem. This, that his, his movement in general or that, that situation sparked tons of controversy in kind of the sports world. And it was one of the times where we really, really saw again, kind of, because I mean, I think that we've had instances, you know, back in the day, you know, from Muhammad Ali to the gentleman, um, my mind is blanking right now on their names, which is terrible, but we all remember the iconic picture of the gentleman during the Olympic Games who raised the fists. And God, why are their names blanking on me right now? Ah, oh, ah, oh, damn, I'm so sorry. But yes, their names are blanking on me right now. It'll probably come back to me as soon as I'm done recording, which sucks. But I know you guys know exactly who I'm talking about. Um, but we've had instances, you know, back in the day from athletes who were not scared to kind of, you know, get quote unquote political and show that they are more than athletes, that they are people and human beings who think, feel, and get it. And I think that's what, you know, we saw with the Colin Kaepernick situation, um, that he was a human being who saw all of these terrible tragedies and things taking place within our communities, and he decided to take a stand against that. Unfortunately, you know, oftentimes when you're a part of these type of organizations, these big businesses, they don't like for people to to be outspoken in that way. They just want you to shut up and entertain. You know what I mean? Essentially, that that was what it came down to from from a lot of people. They just wanted him to shut up and entertain. He refused to do that. And we've kind of seen the culmination of that where he was blackballed from receiving a, you know, a job within his chosen career path. And, you know, hey, he from that, he's kind of risen and found a different calling, I think. So, you know, we'll see what comes of him in 2020. I hope that he will continue to do you know, his camps and, you know, his Know You Rights camps and just continue to try to inspire the youth and, you know, the next leaders, um, the next generation of leaders that we have coming up. So um, we'll see what comes of that in, you know, 2020 and beyond. I hope I hope good things, though. You know what I mean? 
because I know a lot of people are skeptical on him. A lot of people are skeptical in general on that whole movement. You know, there there's always going to be skeptics. There are always going to be people who believe, oh, it was just a money grab and da 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 da. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I, I, for me, especially when it comes to our folks, when it comes to our people, you know what I'm saying? When it comes to my people, I'm always going to try to be optimistic and believe that their hearts are in the right place and hope that, you know, that they are sincere in their concern and, and you know what I mean? And that they really are in the fight. You know what I mean? So I'm I'm going to com- continue to be optimistic on that and hope that, you know, 2020 and beyond Colin Kaepernick continues to, you know, work, do his works and try to inspire a new generation of leaders, you know? Also kind of staying in that realm, um we saw LeBron James with his more than, you know, after he was kind of criticized by I think it was a Fox News lady. Um, he started that his campaign more than an athlete. And I just really, I mean, just in general, I think we got to give some big ups to LeBron James because for all the criticism that he takes, you know, whether you love or hate him on the court, I mean, off the court, we have to really kind of applaud him, you know, and the things that he's done um, and that he's contributed to you know, black America and just the movement in general. And, and I mean, look at what he's done in his hometown of Akron, you know, creating his school, creating, you know, impacts, basically creating more of a legacy other than just basketball, really living up to that ideology of being more than an athlete, things that we love to see, you know what I mean? So definitely, You got to applaud LeBron James on that in general, as far as, 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 you know, athletes go. Um, Recently, we just saw AP announced that LeBron James was the male athlete of the decade, which obviously, I, I, I mean, I think if you think about it, I don't feel like that's surprising to anybody. I mean, he was dominated. He was dominant in you know, the sports world. But I think also when you look at the things that he did outside of it, you know, I I don't think you can contest him being named athletes of the decade. Same for um, Serena Williams. She was named the female athlete of the decade. And I mean, listen, we can debate all you want, but uh, Serena is up there as one of if not the GOAT athletes you know what I mean like completely completely dominant in her field of tennis an exceptional woman role model woman uh just black woman I just I mean Serena is a GOAT she's incredible um to be alive, man, and, and witness her dominance has just been a joy for me as a black woman to just see someone like myself be so incredible, so inspirational. So, I mean, well-deserved Serena being named the athlete of the decade. 
I just look forward to see, you know, what more she does, you know, in the tennis world and beyond. Because, I mean, she is so much more than just, you know, a tennis phenom. She's just lover, everything. She's the true, true definition of black girl magic, man. Like, just incredible all the way around. Um, speaking also of incredible black women, black athletes, salute to my girl, Simone Biles says, yes. Okay. I believe she, she was named athlete of the year. So for 2019, I believe athlete of the year, but I mean, just when we talk dominance, I mean, good God, that girl has been the definition of dominance in the gymnastics world for what I don't know how many years I think she's won yeah I'm listen I can't I don't I don't have the the list in front of me but if we ran down all of the gold medals that she's won in these um last in these past couple years I mean just incredible for me I remember because I was like in 96 I was super young but um I was like uh nine um but that was when I got to sit down and watch Dominique Dawes compete for like the um for the all-around medal and I just remember like my family like we were all sitting around and like you know we only watch the Olympics and all you know events like that and stuff like that during the Olympics and it's rare that we sit and watch like gymnastics or something like that normally we're watching like track and field or the basketball blah 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 but I just remember back in 96 um you know I was this nine year nine-year-old girl and I was like oh man I just Dominique Dawes was so awesome and you know we were all kind of just sitting around the tv rooting for her and then like now to be in 2019 you know, 32 and see this incredible, incredible woman in Simone Biles just being so dominant in this field that like back then, you know, 96, it was just Dominique Dawes, you know what I mean? Like it it wasn't, it was, you know, it wasn't like this, this incredible outpouring of just black women dominating in this field. So to kind of see it progress to that has been so amazing. Simone Biles is just everything. Um, such a beautiful, beautiful young lady. Um, again, so poised, so just dominant, incredible. So again, just as a black woman, I think that we have had some incredible years as far as just seeing the exuberance the excellence the just all encompass grace and poise that black women have you know exhibited um onto this world um I mean in 2019 we saw you know black women dominate you know again whatever you kind of say again about pageants or whatever um and and kind of that whole thing at least we I mean again we saw you know black women kind of dominate that field as well and that all kind of culminated in 2019 where we saw black women holding every pageant title top pageant title 
there is. You know what I mean? Miss Teen, Miss USA, Miss World, Miss America. You know what I mean? Like, we was holding everything. So it's just been a really, really, as as many down periods that I think that we've had for Black America, we've had some really, really up, some really, really great things and incredible things that have happened in sports and politics, just all the way around in, in film. We are starting... We are really starting to kind of see a push for in film and television. We're really starting to see a push for diversity that's really been led by a lot of black men and women in the entertainment business. We're seeing like this big push for diversity um, in all in and just not on the screen, but just in all facets of it, whether it be directing, producing, creating owning acting i mean we i mean just all across the board we're seeing more pushes for diversity and for to see more of our stories being told i mean and i feel like that was all culminated again we saw here in 2019 the opening official opening of tyler perry studios which i mean wow you know what i mean like if if you Again, like when you think of moments like seeing as a black person, seeing Tyler Perry, knowing what his story was and then seeing that, you know, his studio, seeing that he owns a studio bigger than, you know, all of these other companies, you know, again, he wasn't, you know, to hear him say, hey. I wasn't looking for a seat at your table. I created my own. And just the message in that, the power in that, just in all, just all the way incredible. So, I mean, we've, we've definitely seen some really, really great breakout moments. I think, like I said, in film, television, just in, in regards to, you know, diversity and seeing more of our stories being told. And I definitely think, you know, as we enter into 2020, enter into this new decade, we will definitely start to see way, way, way. I think we're going to definitely start to see so much more. You know what I mean? Because I, I don't think that the me- momentum is going to die down. I just don't think that the black creatives and creators are going to allow this momentum to die down. So I think we're going to start to see way, 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 way more. And I, and I love it. Like, and, and not only that, way, way more, but I think we're going to start to see more diversity in the stories that are being told. And I think that that is kind of the next step. You know what I mean? Like, not just the same kind of, you know, repetitive stories being told. I think we're going to start to see more diverse, um, you know, storytelling. I mean, we have the, the movie that Issa is doing. This just in general, just it looks like just a romantic comedy that's coming out. I mean, just fields that for so long we've kind of just been the backseat to or like the sidekick in, whether it be rom-com, sci-fi, all those different type of fields. So I think that that as we move into this next decade to get to see those different type of stories and get to see people that look like us in those roles and in those stories I just it's going to be incredible so I can't wait to see that um 
moving out of that field, let's move to... Well, no, no, let's stay in that field because I think that we have to... I got to step into some of my my nerdy moments <laughs> to some of my nerd moments. Um, one, of obviously the big, big things that we saw the culmination of here in 2019 was the Avengers um, Avengers Endgame obviously was huge um, where we finally kind of got to see after all of these many, 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 many years, starting with the original Iron Man Back in what was it like oh three I think I mean damn Iron the original Iron Man came out what it was early two thousands it's got it like I feel like it was early two thousands like oh three oh four like it was oh five me I don't know it was back there though because like I feel like I w- I was still in high school when the original Iron Man came out I don't I don't know either way it goes it started way back when and um we finally kind of got to see the quote-unquote you know end game of it all with Avengers end game the culmination of it where we got to say where we got to get I guess an ending or a closure to some chapters um with you know obviously the death of Tony Stark Iron Man spoilers even though I shouldn't have to space spoilers because if you haven't seen end game you're living under a damn rock but, you know, for the sake of it, I will say spoilers. Um, so, yeah, uh, we saw the death of Tony Stark. Um, we saw Captain America essentially retire. Even though there is another Thor movie coming out, I believe it's mostly f- going to be a focus on the women. Um, so I don't think um, Hemsworth is going to have a huge role in it. But you, you never know um, with with Marvel. But definitely, like I said, we got to see some chapters close and then we get, get to, got to see the birth of kind of some new stories coming into place. So, you know, that will be coming, come, you know, as we enter into this new decade, into 2020. Um, we've seen Marvel kind of roll out some of the newer projects that are come, that are going to be coming out, whether it be Black Panther 2, the next Spider-Man, which will probably be the last one, considering everything between Sony and Marvel and uh, that whole thing. Um, luckily, we're gonna get that. Well, um, we're gonna get that last Spider-Man movie. Salute to Tom Holland though, because he's been a he's been a really, really good Spider-Man. And I think that people, I think that all around people can kind of say he's been a really good spider-man a really great addition to the role so um we're also going to get to see you know just just kind of more marvel um hopefully i think everybody's kind of crossing their fingers now um with with the whole deal between fox and uh disney to finally get to see the x-men introduced into the marvel world and see what marvel does with the x-men because i mean it definitely fell off (laughs) um from from the kind of what we saw with um what fox did with it and all that the it was pretty yucky um so hopefully we'll get to see what marvel does with the x-men i would have loved to see um 
even what Marvel would do with Fantastic, the Fantastic Four, because I don't think we've ever really got to see the Fantastic Four get their just due. So I would love to see what they do with them. Also, kind of staying in that realm, but moving over from Marvel to DC, we've seen DC try to compete on the movie realm. I think they're just now kind of finding their footing after kind of the success of Joker. I think they're going to, you're going to probably see them go a little bit more out of the PG range and they might get a little because, I mean, Joker had an R rating and it was one of the biggest, what most successful, I want to say, hit over a billion dollars super quick. So I think they, they're starting to to find their footing um i mean wonder woman obviously was super successful we see so we so we see wonder woman 84 i think it's yeah wonder woman 84 that's coming out um so um we'll see a second aquaman i know that the rock is doing black adam so i mean we just so again, it seems like in in the the film realm they're starting to find their footing as far as DC is concerned. So we'll see, you know, what they bring in 2020. I'm not sure uh, cuz I'll be completely honest, film-wise they just don't excite me as much because I just feel in in the sad part is they have some really good characters too, but they just haven't I don't know. They just haven't been able to like get me to be like, ooh, super excited. But we'll see. Um, I like I said, I think they're starting to find their footing. So I definitely think we'll s- start to at least hopefully over this next upcoming decade, we'll see some really really good DC films. I'm I'm rooting for them. I hope we do. Um, we also saw kind of as far as the TV realm though is concerned, DC really kind of won that war they really kind of have dominated the tv scene i mean marvel had a couple of shows on netflix that didn't do so great but then again they they really if we if we think about it compared to what they put into the movies when you look at their shows they really marvel didn't really put as much into it so eh. i mean they've had a few outings like i said they had a couple on netflix they had um, some on Hulu and Freeform and all that jazz, but not as as definitely not as big of an impact as DC has had. In 2012, we saw the introduction of the Arrowverse, which obviously began with Arrow um, in 2012. And I mean, again, like I said, as far as TV is concerned, DC has really, really, I think, found its footing. Um we saw the air. We've seen the Arrowverse expand, adding in the Flash, Supergirl, um, Legends. It's getting a Superman and Lois show. We got Batwoman. I mean, we're seeing all kind of just expansions of the Arrowverse. You know, you have Titans on the DC channel itself. So I mean, like it's. It. I think DC has really kind of found its footing in the TV realm. Um, hopefully they catch up in in the movie realm but really really good stuff coming for you know the nerds out there like me I think who enjoy a good um a good superhero flick and all that jazz some good comic book um some good comic uh books coming to life um 
also uh since we're kind of in that realm of like comic books and books and all that jazz um we also saw the hunger game saga play out during this decade um and that kind of really introduced i would say the jennifer the world to kind of jennifer lawrence and all that jazz um overall the hunger games it's pretty good it wasn't like it wasn't like my favorite but it wasn't terrible it was just like right in the middle for me with the hunger games um some of its moments were better than others but yeah you know but i think that in all in all you have to give it give it its props because it was one of the kind of bigger book to kind of tv i mean not to tv book to movie type things um the maze runner series also had its kind of run um during this past decade what other really book big books and kind of got adapted that played out pretty well um i think that um for the for the old for the older ladies out there um and maybe some of the younger ladies as well um we saw a huge impact with the 50 shades of gray series kind of like taking off and uh having its whole sh- uh shine with the movies um as well so i mean we had some pretty interesting adaptations as far as book to film is concerned i think that um oh we also saw freeform kind of take on the whole shadow hunters um that whole world with the television series which was a because i think they originally tried to do movies and that didn't pan out so then they went the television series route so i mean again we had some very kind of interesting adaptation book to films um i don't know which ones uh which ones we'll see kind of go forth or continue or see or even how big of a trend that will be or if we'll see that become a trend i mean or if we'll see that kind of you know what i mean kind of really play out again because i really feel like i don't know i feel like last because the last harry potter came out what 2010 so i mean it, it basically skimmed the end of the decade and i feel like we really saw that whole book to film film adaptation thing like as far as like just big productions like that like movie after movie after movie after movie i think we saw that kind of play out with harry potter and like i said we had a few attempts this decade with the hunger games and but you know uh in 50 shades and everything like that but they weren't as successful as i think the harry potter such you know franchise was um and even now kind of with harry potter kind of doing the the um fantastic beast series fantastic beast hasn't really been as successful as harry potter was which i think goes to show that you know that whole book to film as far as these big franchises are concerned i don't think we're gonna see too many of them unless there's just some like book series that comes out and just dominates again you know what i mean that just kind of creates like this huge buzz that's enough to warrant 
an interest even to do uh to do films like like that so we'll see moving away from film and television let's move into music man uh the beginning of the decade we i think we saw what i like to call in in the hip-hop realm um i compare them to the o3 draft class if you're a sports fan then you understand that reference the o3 draft class was kind of like um in the basketball world that was like the huge class that was braun Melo, wade chris paul blah, blah blah you know what i mean like it was one of the best draft class that i think we've seen in the nba in a long time um so i think for in 2010 for hip-hop in general in the music scene they had probably one of their biggest draft classes because that's kind of when we really got the breakout of drake cole um kendrick sean wale i'm trying to think like who all was super huge back then um asap came nikki i mean they had a man like they had really one of like i said one of the better classes um that came out in 2010 and and i think it speaks in now being here in 2019 i think that it speaks to how dominant their class was because here you still have like if you look at those names and look at how many of them were introduced in 2010 how many of them actually still are out here and you know survived an entire decade and managed to dominate a decade i mean you have drake who you know artists of the decade obviously um i I don't i don't think anybody can kind of deny that really dominated music on you know such a huge scale kendrick who you know has seen such uh critically acclaimed success a lot of people can kind of debate and argue and feel like good kid mad city was one of the best albums of the decade um i mean j cole has been absolutely incredible for him to kind of be the guy who just you know who just makes records it's like he like lives in the studio makes records then pops out all of a sudden with this dope ass album and then you know tours and then kind of goes back into obscurity um he's been incredible super i think super underrated out of their whole entire class has got to be wale um doesn't get the kind of respect that he deserves you guys know how i feel about wale i love wale's music i think that like i said he does not get the respect that he deserves as a lyricist as an mc super incredible music that he has made throughout the decade super like i said super underrated and i think overshadowed by his peers but nonetheless i think if you take a look at his work and his catalog it definitely stands up to them but like i said he's just been overshadowed by the i want to say like the huge stardom and i and i think that that a lot of them have been overshadowed by the huge stardom of drake because drake has just been so dominant and then and then just kind of moving away from the men even though people love to hate her now say what you want but Nicki minaj you have to include her 
you have to have to include her in that class, in that conversation. I hate that when, and and this could just be the woman in me, I don't give a shit, but I hate that when they talk about these men, you know, when they talk about domination and dominating, you know, even when they have their conversations, the quote unquote, big three, I feel like it's so disrespectful that it's not a big four. I feel like it's disrespectful that they always leave her name out. Because when you think about it, she has been just as dominant over this past decade as any of those men. You know what I mean? So definitely and, and, and just as impactful, just as powerful. I mean, look at you can look at the group of female rappers that have came out now and see the impact that Nicki Minaj has had. So I think that, you know, you have to give her her just due when you talk about this 2010 class, this class that has kind of dominated this past decade. You got to give Nicki, like I said, you can love to hate her. Um, you know, I haven't liked a lot of her antics these last couple of, um, these last, what, two years, but love to hate her or not you have to give her her just to you have to give her a props and you have to include her in that conversation with those men because she held her own for sure um again super underrated and i don't think but i think in part on his own because in in part because of the label that he's been kind of tied to is big sean i think big sean just really i don't know like he hasn't I don't think it's even that he hasn't got his just due. I just think that, I don't know, I guess, again, he kind of, in my opinion, maybe be like, maybe in kind of the Wale realm of it all, just super overshadowed by his, the huge stardom and star power of his peers. Cause again, the, the, the other guys who were up there at the top have just been so dominant and just su- such mega stars that I think that it's overshadowed um him in that realm um also i guess if we're you know gonna talk music and talk kind of those type type of situations you have to talk um like i said you have to talk drake i mean he easily has been the artist of the decade dominated music on so many forefronts has really had some really big impactful moments in the past past decade whether it be uh, whether it's been the beefs i mean who can forget back to back um that record still go i don't care i know him and meek is made up but that record still go man it's dope record um drake really did that um whether you talk the beef with pusha um where he i mean whether you want to admit it or not you know i think i think we just saw in his rap radar interview where he kind of admitted it where people kind of handed him his first L um, in 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 that whole beef with Pusha um, that created moments. I mean, Drake has really managed in this past decade, in these past 10 years, to create a lot of really dope moments um, for the culture. So you got to salute him in that regard. And I mean, even at the end of the decade, kind of the last minute there with the Rap Radar interview, um, which, by the way, if you haven't checked it out on title, it's pretty interesting. It's just good to see because we rarely get to see kind of these stars anymore do interviews or actually sit down, which which kind of makes me sad. 
And I'll get into that in a minute, but we haven't really seen, we don't really get to see anymore where the stars kind of sit down and just talk. And so it was really good to see him kind of do that interview with Rap Radar and just talk, man. It was good to kind of finally hear his thoughts and and see a little bit of his personality if if that if that's anything uh let me see what other big music things happens we saw um, obviously beyonce and everything that is beyonce um in this past 10 years we've seen some incredible moments obviously we saw her come with the surprise album which was dope as fuck i don't care what nobody say that record was dope as fuck that surprise and for it to have been a surprise album it was dope like i would say probably one of her better outings in general we also saw her have the her lemonade moments which again record wasn't as big wasn't as successful but i think like the like i don't what do they call I, I I think like the the moment that it created was pretty dope when she released Lemonade and just kind of all of the visuals behind it were incredible. Obviously, we had Beachella, which sparked its own kind of just dopeness. I mean, if there was ever anybody who just kind of like because because there are a lot of people who just like hate Beyonce to their core and they're like oh she's so overrated and blah 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 blah. but i think that like if there was any body who actually kind of was like who felt that way there was just i mean there's just no way that they could feel that way after beachella there's no way that they could feel then after you know we got beachella then we got the whole netflix special of homecoming there is no way that you could sit down and watch homecoming and be like oh beyonce overrated like bitch do you see how hard that woman works fuck out of here y'all are crazy like i i don't i mean who y'all y'all name me an artist who is out here working that fucking hard like sis is out i'm wow you know what i mean like that's all you can say so, I mean, in the mo, like I said, in the moments that she creates are just absolutely incredible. I mean, Beachella was amazing. Like, like I said, if, if you, if you left that moment, like I said, love or hate Beyonce, if you left that moment with the whole, she's overrated, blah, 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 bruh, bruh, you're a fucking hater. I'm calling you that. You're a hater because just the the impact, the incredible dedication that she puts in, the work that she puts in, absolutely incredible. And then homecoming in general, just the the cinematography of it all. Like if you watched it on Netflix, incredible. Like the the camera changes, the I mean everything about it was super dope. And I think like if you're a creative like me, um, and I think if you talk to any other type of creators, they'll tell you, like, the cinematography in that special was dope, was absolutely beautiful, it's gorgeous. Also, big moments, um, we cannot leave out our girl Rhi. Um, Rihanna has been 
healing it. Obviously, she's taking it so, so, so far beyond just the music. I mean, Anti was obviously a moment of its own, but she took it so far past that with um, Fenty clothes, Fenty beauty. I mean, she's just managed to build her own little fucking empire. And at the same time, she hasn't lost any parts of who she is she's still that same island girl that we all kind of known and loved and i think that's definitely been the appeal of rihanna and i think that's what's kept her so successful is that she's just never lost who she is in the process again like i mean so we've had so many dope moments of just like black excellence black girl magic um with B, Reed, just Serena, Simone Biles. I mean, just wow. You know what I mean? Um, incredible, incredible moments that we've been able to witness and see. Uh, let me see. Music, music, music. Sticking in the music realm, uh, we gotta talk Cardi B. Y'all know she isn't my favorite, but a hater i am not you gotta salute you gotta salute when you you know when when somebody wins and you know you have to big up that young lady for um you know all of the the impact and incredible things that have occurred and happened for her and that she's accomplished i mean she won the the grammy she was the first what female since First female solo, I believe. And then first female since like Missy or Lauren, I think, to win the, to win, uh, you know, the Grammy for, um, for best hip hop. So, I mean, you can't, you cannot take anything away from that young lady. You can't knock her hustle. Um, like I said, antics aside, you know a hater i can never be salute to that young lady for all of the incredible things that she's been able to kind of bring um to music and just been able to accomplish i mean what a ride she has been on um going from live love and hip-hop and and truthfully being one of the only i want to say music people one of the only actual artists i've seen come from love and hip-hop and actually pop and actually like hey she said she was gonna make music and actually make music um so just salute to her and all the dope accomplished accomplishments that she's been able to accomplish and kind of bring to the music to music forefront and and you know um and you know all of the i think as we enter into the 20 you know into 2020 into this new decade i think that we'll see we will see kind of be bombarded in this early part, I think, in these early, the first couple of, I don't even want to say first couple of years, maybe the first two or three years, we're going to kind of be bombarded with a ton of like female rappers and all of that. And salute to all my girls. Get y'alls. That's all. I, listen, salute to all my girls out there. Get y'all money. Invest well. Um, create brands. Do what you do, my good sis. I am proud of all of you. But I definitely think, unfortunately, just because hip-hop has its periods, I think that we'll get it and it'll it'll be big. But I think it's going to 
you know, obviously what goes up must come down. So I think that it, you'll see like this big push and then it'll be like a bubble that'll pop and then it'll be kind of back to, okay, every woman for herself, everybody, you know what I mean? Like, I think that we're going to start to see, we'll start to see, cause you know, let's, let's face it. We know that hip hop in general is, is very male dominated. And I don't think that, I don't think that a lot of, we've already started to kind of see where a lot of men are mm, starting to feel ways, you know what I mean? So um, to all my ladies out there, like I said, keep shining, get y'all's, invest well, um, create brands, and and just continue to get money. So trying to see if there's any kind of other like music topics out there. Obviously... We've seen like a lot of like music shows as far as like we saw the birth and death of American Idol and then rebirth of it again. We've seen The Voice and all these like little talent shows and things of that. I mean, we've seen a couple of people come from them and actually find some success, but no like, I don't know. You know what I mean? Like it's only been, I would say only some of the original like the first couple of contestants and things that we've seen really produce success. Obviously, like with American Idol, we saw Kelly Clarkson and Fantasia and, you know, Jennifer Hudson, you know. So we've seen some success, but those came from like the early years. Um, I'll be honest, I, ha- I I don't really know anybody who has won The Voice who has come out with anything and been like uber successful so I don't you know what I mean I I definitely I don't I don't think that we'll see a death of those talent type shows because again reality tv is where where it is for a lot of people and I know people are hoping that that bubble dies and goes away but like let's be truthful for networks reality tv is a simple investment right they don't have to pay as much for the talent you know and they because you know they they're the deals that they make, I mean, unless you get into franchises that have been on for a long time that have created actual big names, like, for instance, with Housewives, with NeNe and all of them, they've created pretty big names for themselves and outside of the brand. So they kind of have a little bit more wiggle room to negotiate as far as the money goes. But like with with franchises like Love and Hip Hop and all of that jazz, it's a pretty low, you know, it's a pretty low overhead for them when it comes to reality tv so i don't think we're ever i don't think we're gonna see that die down you know what i mean because they don't have to pay as much money to create those so um but i think that as far as like those talent shows go i i think that we'll start to see less and less of them because i think that people are just kind of over that whole space of reality tv just because like i said we we haven't really seen too many successes from them. So I think that coming into this next decade, we'll kind of see those die down a little bit. But I do I do think that coming into this next decade, because we are starting to get some really good scripted shows that have, have come out. I mean, we saw Grownish, um, we've seen Grownish, Blackish, that kind of whole space. Again, I know that there are some criticisms as far as the creator of the show and you know whether he's a colorist or not and all that jazz but 
just using them as an as an example of some really good shows that we have seen because again whatever criticism you have you can't tell me that jennifer lawrence jennifer lewis and loris lawrence fishburne on blackish is not tv gold like i adore the two of them they are hilarious um tracy ellis ross and um anthony anderson together gold love them so i mean we've we've seen some really good scripted tv that has come to the forefront so i think that we will start to see hopefully i'm crossing my fingers that we'll we we will start to see some really good new television shows and tv kind of come to the forefront so you know coming over this next decade let me take a look here a couple of just really quick hitters of things that we have seen we obviously we finally we're finally getting to see and this is going to go on into the next decade i think just in the beginning we finally get to see r kelly being brought to task people finally i guess waking up and realizing the monster that he is and hopefully we will finally get to see him go to prison because if somebody deserves to be locked up that man deserves to be locked up i'm sorry i don't have sympathy for people who prey on children i just don't and I know that some people are going to be like, oh, this and that, and you're the, no, I'm sorry. I hold no sympathy, none, zero, for anyone who preys on children. You know what I mean? Period. I don't make excuses for them. I don't have any, no. I hold no, and you guys all know this, I hold no, you know, bones or or any type of anything for people who prey on children and whether y'all want to debate this that and the other and say this that and the other about these young girls and their family I, I don't care at the end of the day he is a grown man they are kids period end of story so like I said I hope he will finally get his just due. Um, in that whole kind of realm, we really saw here towards the end of the decade, we saw kind of the Me Too movement come to the forefront. Um, in, in that Me Too movement, we've seen some people be taken down um, from Bill Cosby, Harvey Weinstein. Weinstein. Um, I mean, just a plethora of people have kind of been you know ousted as the creeps that they are um i will say that with the me too movement one of the things that i have disliked about it is the kind of erasure of the ordinary woman um because this the movement was originally started by an ordinary you know just a, a ordinary woman who was kind of fighting for the rights of women who in the everyday workplace kind of have been going through these type of experiences in silence. Um, and, and I hate that it's kind of been almost hijacked by, by the entertainment world and just become kind of this focus of like 
like um you know hollywood creeps and all of that which which by by no means am i saying that we don't need it because hey if we can get some creeps up out of here on all platforms and forums let's do it but i just i really wish that some of that focus would be driven back to the everyday woman who um and not only woman let me say let me let me uh take out the the gender biasness of it all just the everyday person who in these workplaces are experiencing these type of situations um this type of harassment and who feel like they have no voice you know what i mean so i hope that coming into this next decade that we will see more of just the focus be shifted back to the everyday person and allowing them to have a voice and to speak um, and to feel comfortable enough to speak up against these employers, against these, because, because more than not, this stuff happens so, so, so often within, you know, corporate America. And, and there's so many of us um, and so many people who are made to feel like I can't say anything because I will lose my job. And I just think that it's so, I, I hope that, like I said, I hope within this next decade, we will see the movement kind of make a shift back to its original, to its original bearings so that people within the ordinary workplace will feel comfortable enough to speak up and feel comfortable enough to, to that like they won't lose their livelihoods and their jobs if they speak up. In the LBGTQ forefront, um, obviously we saw gay marriage become officially legal in all 50 states in 2015. Um, we've seen some strides being made um, on the whole LBGTQ forefront, whether it be just the, the conversations that are being had around gender identity, um, gender fluidity, um, about sexuality just every just every kind of aspect um what i have loved to see them you know to have seen and to have been alive for is just to see people starting to have conversations and be more accepting and 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 you know what i mean just starting to grow and, and understand that people are different people you know people love different people um you know people have different experiences in life and that that is okay and it's okay to accept them and it's okay to you know what i mean it's okay for the for everybody to want to live how they want to live as long as they aren't hurting people um, you know what I mean? As long as you're not hurting someone, as long as you are not, um, breaking law, you know what I mean? Like just, just, just to see these conversations starting to be had, just to see like the young people that we are creating out here. Like there are so many young people that are so, you know, so far advanced and, and so much more intelligent and accepting and growing than um a lot of us were even you know just 10 years ago or 20 years ago and all of that jazz you know i was lucky to have you know this incredible set of parents who 
raised me to be this free thinking person who, you know, read books and, and, and accepted and, you know, talked to people and learned from people and just, you know, enjoyed people from all different walks of lives and lifestyles that, you know, you know, I, I never kind of really developed, you know, all of those kind of biases that a lot of people do. By no means am I perfect in, in any shape or form. And I do have multiple issues, <laughs> but you know what I'm saying? Like I, you know, I did, I've never been one of those people who was like, Oh, I don't like gay people or you know, had internalized homophobia or homophobic and like, you know what I mean? Um, again, you know, just having the, the parents that I had who kind of just raised me to see people for people. But, uh, but just, like I said, just being alive to kind of see the growth within, you know, these young people that are coming up now, man. Like, they are so, so dope. Like, say what you want about folk, the, these kids, man. They are so dope when it comes to a lot of these other issues, man. Um, a lot of these issues that we've kind of faced for years and years and years. So, um, I can't, like, I can't wait to see what comes in these in this next ten, uh, 10 years as they grow and mature and kind of you know move to leadership roles and create you know and just create more things and create more spaces and just all the incredible things that I feel like are going to come from from these young people I'm trying to take a look and see if I have any other things any other topics that I want to hit on um I mean, that's pretty much it as far as like the, the hot topics and kind of some of the bigger moments that I've seen, um, over the past decade. Um, you guys hit the website, prettynerdspodcast.com. Um, hit the Instagram, prettynerdspodcast. Make sure you're following and just kind of let, let me know what are some of the, the things that you think have been some of the bigger points over the past decade because I know that there's been a ton and I probably left out a ton but hey let me know what you guys think that is it for hot topics um I am going to now move into relationships and then give you the nerd moments um do this pretty quickly because I really don't have any big things um, I don't have any like re really, really big things as far as that is concerned. Um, so for relationships, it's not going to be like a topic in general. It's just going to kind of be a synopsis. And it kind of plays off of what I just stated as far as the whole in regards to, you know, the, the young people coming up. Um, I just want to kind of just say to people in general, you know, when it comes to relationships, whether it be your partner in life, friendships, family, just any type of relationships in general, um, I encourage you all to love more, to be open, to be honest, just really to, and to just really kind of go through and experience life, live life. Um, you're going to make mistakes. We all all make mistakes we've all been cheated on we're all been cheaters we've all lied um we all you know have been with liars we've all been lied to we've all broken hearts we've all been heartbroken um it's a part of life it's a part of growing it's a part of loving just 
you know, continue to do that, continue to be open, continue to love, um, continue to embrace one another and just, and, and, you know, let's, let's, let's just be better. (laughs) You know what I mean? Um, I know that that's all that sounds kind of like really cliche and generic, but I just, I don't know. The person that I am just really wants to see people just be accepting and be better of people that are different, people that love differently, people that look at life differently, people that live life differently. As long as you, like I said, as long as you're not out here hurting folks intentionally, as long as you are not out here hurting children, as long as you are not out here abusing people physically, emotionally, any type of abuse is not okay so i just i'm like i said just let's let's just coming into this next decade let's be better let's continue to elevate let's continue to be open to learning and accepting of all of these um you know of people and and just continue to love man (laughs) as hippy dippy as that sounds continue to love um and bring light into this world and that is it for me as far as relationships go um, in this 2019 recap. I'm going to hit you now with the the nerd moment. I'm going to jump right into it. Um, the nerd moment of the week. And again, this is just kind of like a summary as far as things that I am looking forward to coming into this next decade. I really, 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 for me... Um, as a black woman, I'm really looking forward to seeing more black stories told in regards to kind of this, this, what I want to, when I want to call what I consider like my nerd space, you know, um, you know, because it, the, the, it's just so important, I think, for black folks, um, and just for folks in general of all different kind of, um, races to be able to see themselves mimicked in these stories and to see themselves in these stories how incredible was it to have raising dion and for you know young black kids to be able to see themselves as you know to see a young black kid as a superhero how incredible um was it for black folks to be able to see black panther to be able to experience you know, Wakanda, um, you know what I mean? How incredible just has it been in general to be able to see black folks be a part of spaces that for so long we were excluded from or told that we didn't belong in. So I just hope in 2020 that we will continue to see, not well, 2020 and beyond, that we will continue to see that grow and continue to see more of those stories being told so yeah that is my little spiel my little nerd moment as we close out this year and enter into you know not only close out this year but close out this decade and enter into a new decade with that being said i want to kind of just say to all of you guys out there you know as a creator it is one thing to just kind of create and put things out there, but it is so incredible to, you know, not only just put things, 
to, you know, put your art out there, but to have people be receptive of it. So from the bottom of my heart, I want to thank you guys so much for, you know, sitting and listening to, you know, the Pretty Nerd podcast to um, thank you guys for your support. Uh, This is how you know that I've been talking for a while because my words are starting to sound terrible. But um, yes, thank you guys so much for your support. Thank you for listening. Um, Thank you for tuning in each week to the Pretty Nerds podcast. There's so much more to come. I look forward to talking to you guys every week. I look forward to hearing from you guys. And again, um, to all the creators out there, keep creating. To all the people out there who listen and support the creators, keep your support coming. We need it. We appreciate it. And we love you guys. Um, Again, so, you know, from... Me and from Fallon Zian here at the Pretty Nerds Podcast. Thank you guys so much for listening. And we will see you next year. Bye, guys.